Hi there, I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. Today I'm speaking to Kuala Hamad. She is founder and CEO of Takalam, a UAE-based online Arabic psychological counseling service that launched in the pandemic in 2020 and is growing fast. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. I'm so interested to hear about Takalam. Am I saying it right? Correct. Okay. Takalam is the um, is the Arabic word for talk. Okay. Takalam. Takalam. <laughs> now you found it's an online counseling platform. Um, you founded this in 2020. Um, what? How did this all come about? Okay, so like most people in the space um, and the mental health uh, uh, industry or mental health startups, uh, usually the founders or the um, founding partners go through the personal experience themselves. That makes them uh, realize there is a need and others are going through uh, such an experience most probably. So for me, it was uh, really going through um, the challenges of not being able to access mental health care uh, at my own convenience uh, when I needed it. And um, when I looked uh, more into the numbers and dig deeper into the statistics around the region, um, I realized this is a much bigger problem than I thought and wanted to you know, do something about it and create a solution that would uh, hopefully help uh, people and um, solve for a very, very important need and um, and at the same time, as, as a startup, uh, to innovate in a place that has not been, um, you know, uh, looked at um, uh, seriously before um, and has been done in a very traditional way um, for the past decades. Right. So you wanted mental health services and you just sort of weren't able to find what you, you wanted the way you wanted. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. And so you just created, you created the platform to help other people. Correct. (laughs) Specifically, you couldn't find, I mean, I know for years I've heard that it's very difficult for um, Arabic speakers. So was it, was Mm -hmm. it, was it a language issue or also a cultural, religious? What were the specific things? So for me, at that point, I was living in the States and I had my first uh, child. And as a new mom, you know, the the limitation of you being, um, you know, out and about is not as flexible. And um, having to schedule uh, the time, the travel to and from. And then at that point, also, I was still as, as you know, as part of the culture. And this is more of a global um, uh, issue is the stigma. And not realizing that this is actually, you know, um, much bigger than what, you know, people would think of you or much b- bigger than 
just having that negative perception about mental health and mental health care. So I was, you know, going through all these um, at that point, and um, I, I realized there is no access that is easy in the first place, and then there is no access that would meet my needs um, in terms of language, in terms of culture, uh, obviously. Um, and then in the region overall, um, and in the UAE, in the Gulf region, there isn't enough uh, service providers in this domain. And obviously uh, the market is huge. Uh, there is a huge demand and it can accommodate uh, as many um, you know, um, uh, service providers as possible. So it's clear that if you, if you want to access a, a psychologist, in your in Arabic and you can't find it that that would be difficult going to someone when you you know speaking in your native language but how about culture and religion like what 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 is actually the crux of of why that would be important what would be different okay that's a very good question because i can i can talk to literally like i can speak to a psychologist who's based in x country and does not you know have does does not have a clue about where I come from or um, what type of upbringing I had. That can you know that can that's possible. However, for you to have an effective um, a relationship with your therapist, building that relationship is extremely important because fifty percent of the therapy is actually connecting with your therapist mm -hmm. so if I cannot relate to this person if this person cannot relate to me does not get where I'm coming from um, does not you know uh, understand why certain things are the way they are it's kind of hard uh, to carry on with this uh, relationship mm -hmm. so having that cultural understanding is extremely important and um, speaking the same language not necessarily in, in terms of um, the language itself, but the, the the context is extremely important. And I realize that's important for a lot of people as well. I imagine even just if you were talking to a Western therapist and you were from the Middle East, they might not understand the collectivist nature of society, right? Like how the family comes, yeah. right? Like that, I feel like that would be yeah. a number one, <laughs> a number of one. Of course. Thing. <laughs> of course and how like you're so dependent on your families and how you're like still you know uh, you're living with your family after the uh, age of 18 it's it's a lot of things that you know um it depends really on the culture and and if you were not part of this culture it's going to be hard for you to understand for sure for sure um so did you have sorry if it's personal did you have postpartum some postpartum? Yes, yes, that's right. So I had a, a very bad postpartum depression and I actually did not realize that was postpartum depression. And this is part of the issue as well, that there is lack of you know awareness, lack of guidance and realized like these were the symptoms um, that I needed to do something uh, about it. And um, only you know later on, I realized, yeah, this is serious. I, I should have taken care more of it. Uh, I'm glad I went through it and came out of it. Uh, it, it is important to have this kind of awareness also in our communities that uh, this is what it feels like. And um, the earlier, the, the better, obviously, understanding the signs and uh, mitigating whatever risks um, that will come later on is, is very crucial. 
And a lot of people talk about the stigma that exists in the Arab world about mental health issues. Can you just speak to that a little bit? Because you've been in the West and you've been here. Do you think Mm -hmm. it's changing? Do you think it's uh, still an an issue? So um, I would say this is still an issue. However, if there's one good thing that uh, the pandemic gave us was the you know, the highlight of uh, on the importance of uh, mental well, uh, mental health, because with the with the start of the pandemic, you uh, you probably saw like the the rise of initiatives, the awareness campaigns that started on a global level and uh, uh, national community based um, initiatives. And um, with the with the studies coming also as part of the um, uh, WHO is mentioning that one in three individuals who have recovered from COVID would most likely uh, go into either depression or anxiety. So there is definitely something coming our way that we should be uh, better prepped for. And with that, I see a lot of people starting to you know, grasp the concept and understand that this is something actually beyond the extreme uh, negative uh, uh, picture that we had for uh, for a very long time, and, and and like you know, we all grew up thinking that mental health is just for uh, the extreme you know situations where those who are who need to be hospitalized, those who are literally you know uh, insane. Um, meanwhile, it's really just like a whole spectrum. It could be someone who's just going through uh, daily life stresses and uh, require some uh, tactics or some um, uh, skills to be able to cope with those managing emotions and whatnot. So the the younger generation definitely has more of an open mind to uh, mental health and uh, looking at it differently. However, there is still um, a lot of room to um, to educate parents still, uh, I would say, and trying to change that uh, stigma um, is going gonna, is gonna to be, you know, um, a lot of effort. But I think through the younger generation, I think this is this is doable and I hope we get there. Yeah, they're really switched on. I work with some young Arabs and they're very switched on in a way that I, I know people of my generation from the West aren't so. I guess yeah. it's all about fear, right? It's all about fear. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then the way, you know, also religion uh, plays a big part of it. Although, like, if you look at religion and most religions, um, the prayers itself is a, is, a, is a form of meditation. And this goes back to, like, you know, um, also, like, being mentally um, uh, well and um, uh, taking care of your mental health. So there is a big link to it. It's all connected. But it's just bringing the attention to it and bringing that the awareness piece uh, to, to changing that negative perception that has been there for a very long time. Is a, is a long, you know, um, is an ongoing uh, process, I would say, but um, definitely doable. Is there a sense that in some corners that religion should be enough, that you shouldn't need, you know, you shouldn't need therapy, that religion should offer you the answers? So in some, you know, some individuals uh, would still think that way. And I see where they are coming from. However, they like, if you look at it, 
um, religion can definitely help having the faith, having, you know, um, um, the, the discipline and uh, going through uh, the practices is definitely something spiritual and will uh, keep you in check. However, there are, you know, scientific based um, uh, things that are out of um, hands. Like if someone has genetic, um, you know, mental health issues, I think this requires more than just uh, religion. And th this is where the experts and the, um, you know, the expert matters need to come in place. And um, uh, it's a thin line, I would say. And this is where the awareness is, is very crucial. And to have that, um, um, that uh, uh, differentiator between both, um, at what point you really have to start seeing someone professional to look at it more in terms of a medical um, um, issue that you need to seek help for, just like you go check your, you know, your heart and you go check your physical checkup every year. This is no different. This should be, you know, part of the daily life uh, routine, part of your uh, yearly checkup. It's as important because at the end of the day, most of the, um, you know, physical illnesses actually come from a psychological uh, place or psychological illness. So, um, so yeah, there, you know, it again goes back all to the awareness and guidance piece, uh, which, which is happening. I'm glad to see that's happening around the globe. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think people don't connect still the physical manifestation yeah. <laughs> because a lot yeah. of people, it's all, you know what are you talking about but yeah can you just talk you just said it so matter-of-factly that um I yeah. just expand on it yeah I mean look I mean if you look at you know high blood pressure for example if you look at um you're not able to sleep at night it all comes back from uh, you know, uh, certain triggers that are, go I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not a doctor or anything, but I'm just talking about my experience. If, if I am not able to function, if I'm always fatigued, I am, you know, not able to, um, uh, to get out of bed, just like I feeling so down, so drained. I mean, this has to come from, you know, psychological place, obviously it affects and it takes a toll on your body. Um, so keeping that in check and keeping the balance is very important. And, um, you know, it, it doesn't have to be you seeing a therapist. It could be as simple as just you uh, practicing mindfulness uh, or meditation. And for those terms actually are a bit intimidating for those who are not familiar with it. But I got to learn it's actually as simple as you want it to be. Taking, uh, you know, a few minutes doing breathing exercises in the morning would help. Taking a few minutes out of your busy uh, daily schedule while you're on your desk, uh, just uh, living the moment um, is, is, is definitely helpful. So adding to that, the, you know, having the healthy lifestyle, um, the nutrition, the physical activity all adds up, but definitely not being in a good place mentally can, of course, affect your um, overall, um, you know, physical uh, health, definitely. Okay. And when you set up Kekalem, how, how did you structure it? And was, you know, how did you go about starting it up? So I was, honestly, I was so um, uh, 
like afraid at the beginning obviously this is a huge step mm -hmm. and I wanted to um, better understand like you know the market the need and whatnot and I will be honest with you I did not get enough um, you know um, I would say enough um, encouragement from uh, certain uh, individuals initially uh, apart from my family obviously my family was very very supportive but I'm talking about those who I wanted to partner with initially and and this was a bit before the pandemic so like a couple of months before the pandemic and still was awkward bringing this topic up and so when I was trying to explain it like you know hey mental health is, is a real problem is a social uh, problem and it was always an awkward conversation that I would be having with um, um, certain individuals. But then with the pandemic, it was much easier. Like I felt, um, you know, the, the everything went virtual. Um, the uh, the access is, is extremely important to a lot of people. And then the topic of mental health became more, uh, you know, of a hot topic and um, the need, and, and you, you've noticed maybe the the initiatives, the nationwide initiatives that were set by the government, talking about mental health and mental well-being and how to uh, cope with the uh, pandemic, how to cope with the life stresses, how to cope with the change that coming our way. So it definitely made my um, my start easier at that point and I, I I was starting to talk to entities and individuals who would who would understand and and see why this is actually important now um, so I, I'm glad that I was not you know turned off by those conversations that I have and and was patient to to see that this is actually the right you know this was the right thing to do and um, it is very fulfilling and rewarding on a daily basis knowing that um, creating something that would definitely uh, have a, a positive impact one way or another um, is very, very fulfilling and I'm grateful for it. Well, it's a fine line when you're starting something up that's people don't yet know there's a need for, you know, it's kind of frustrating exactly. people because you're, I'm sure you're thinking, well, they don't think I, they don't think we need it, but I know we need it. So it's hard. Absolutely. Many, many. Absolutely. And then, and then this, this, you know, I mean, them thinking that I am kind of um, um, saying that they need us <laughs> sometimes is they're getting, you know, uh, either um, uh, like offended or because <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not um, like this is the thing about the stigma again, right? The, the negative perception. Yep. It really has, it has nothing to do with you being mentally ill. Because you can be mentally healthy, but still need that, you know, that guidance and support to to help you cope with certain difficult situations. Even even, um, you know, I, I don't know anyone, honestly, that does not go through um, uh, mental challenges on daily basis. So we all need it. And, and it's a way to look at, you know, to look at differently. Uh, in a sense that this is something that could unlock my potential, can help me uh, build um, healthier relationships, uh, better manage my emotions, and um, you know, help me uh, my, help my overall well-being. Right. So yeah. So just even mentioning that the business <laughs> idea had some people getting their back up. That's interesting. Of course. Funny. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Um. Did you have? So you set out to get therapists. You basically you have it's basically online therapy. Is that is, is that basically what 
Yeah. So Correct. did you have a hard so, time finding therapists? Uh, where did you source the therapist from? Okay. That actually um, was challenging at the beginning because, again, it's a new concept to to ask even the therapist to be online, right? Uh, as, as part of the world uh, here and this part of the world in specific in the West, it's... Um, it has been there. It's established, and and you know people use it, and it's working. So to bring something into the region, uh, trying to uh, explain the idea to the therapist here was not you know was not as straightforward. Showing them the the need and the advantages also um, was kind of um, challenging. Um, all we needed was those a few uh, believers who would jump on uh, the boat initially, and then we were able to, you know, with time, to show that. Um, and through obviously um, the awareness work we're doing, the promotional work, the marketing, we were able to. At this point now, we are receiving more, um, like on a daily basis, we're receiving tons of applications that we have to. Uh, go through the vetting process with so it's it's again a new concept and initially it was was harder to explain to uh, the therapist but with time they got it and they saw that actually people are using it and um, and uh, realized the benefit for it I would think it would be great for therapists because they could augment their practice of course, definitely. And then it's, it's a, you know, as flexible for them as well. And the the platform, the way we did it as well, is not just for the individuals to um, to access the services. The, the, the tools we have implemented are actually uh, productivity tools for the therapists themselves. So they are able to manage uh, their calendars. They are able to manage their payment system. Um, uh, pushing out content, blogs, whatever they need. So we talk to them on a monthly basis, actually taking their feedback, knowing what they require from a system uh, to be um, to make their job easier, basically. So we have implemented tools that they that used to take a lot of time from uh, their schedules and things like pre and post assessment that used to have a lot of paperwork, a lot of back and forth and scanning documents and attaching documents. So now it's all automated on the on the system. And they get the, you know, they get the report beforehand. They don't need to waste time on it uh, during the session. Um, and that obviously is more uh, efficient for them. So having, you know, all the tools and, um, and uh, functionalities that would enable them to do their job easier uh, is one area that we are always looking into. Okay, and how what's the uptake been like among clients and people seeking help? So it's been amazing, honestly. Like I was not expecting this much, uh, you know, at least in the first year. Uh, we have proudly uh, users from over 18 countries around the world. And, um, you know, majority obviously are Arabic speakers looking for Arabic uh, therapists. And um, it is amazing to see like uh, individuals, um, you know, going for it. So our aim was was try to create the awareness as much as possible to get individuals to just take that first step. But um, it was much uh, sooner than we had anticipated, to be honest with you. And I'm so, so glad to see this is the case. Obviously, we still have a, um, a much bigger job to do with the awareness, with uh, trying to uh, breaking, break the stigma around mental health. 
but um, it's a great sign to see like the the user base uh, up until now. Um, if we if we want to be uh, honest, we literally opened it up to the public last March. So between now and then, it's been amazing uh, progress and amazing to see those number of individuals coming on the platform and utilizing it. So what's this? What do you, if you want to access the services? What what's the process? So basically, you visit the uh, website uh, tekelier.com. Our mobile application is up and uh, is, is coming by the end of this year. So end of uh, end of December, we'll have a mobile application with a lot of uh, additional functionalities. But basically, the website is a web-based solution now, but can be accessed from all devices. And uh, you go on the platform, you select the uh, counselor that would suit your needs, if you would like to select that uh, yourself. However, we realize a lot of people need that piece of guidance initially to, a- to be able to identify what they are looking for. Because for a lot of them, it's their first time and they want to know what to look for, who to look for based on symptoms, based on um, uh, preferences, needs. We take them through this very short um, uh, assessment to identify the most suitable uh, therapist for them. And uh, once they you know, select the therapist, they just book their session, they make the payment and start the session with the option of being anonymous, again, to help with this uh, overcoming that fear of you know, uh, uh, stigma. And uh, they get the choice of having the session like we are doing now uh, on an audio call or video call or even uh, just texting uh, to get them, you know, to get them through the the initial phase. Okay. And what's the cost? So it varies, really. Um, Our aim is to always um, have it as low as possible to make this affordable, obviously. Um, but I would say the average on the platform is like around $80, which is more, uh, you know, way more affordable than the typical um, uh, physical clinics that uh, individuals are used to. Um, and also, Sorry yeah. to interrupt. That's a lot more affordable than some of the places in the West. <laughs> like 100, 150 yeah. an hour. Yes, exactly. And some of them would go up to 1,200 an hour, uh, which is definitely like if I wanted to keep this as, you know, as a as a weekly um, uh, uh, thing to do or monthly or whatever it is, it's definitely going to be a huge budget. So with the Kalem, we are still testing and working on this. It's still a work in progress. So we, our aim is to bring it down even more and more and try to find the best uh, ways for individuals to um, to afford this. And we're looking at other, you know, other um, initiatives, things even for students who cannot afford. Uh, we're looking at things to do with, uh, you know, uh, like the financial aid, uh, help to help students basically to access the um, the help they need, and uh, through um, incentives, through um, discounts, whatever that is. So another way we actually do that for individuals, and we realize obviously insurance does not cover. Um, most insurances do, do not cover uh, mental health care. So another way to uh, make it available to individuals as we go through employers by having corporate companies, by having government entities come on board, uh, sponsor these sessions for their uh, for their employees. And that's, you know, that we realize that the fastest and the most effective way to be to to achieve and um, and attract the biggest number of uh, individuals and to have the biggest impact. Okay. That's amazing. Well, I, I, 
it's really impressive to see what you've done in just not even a Thank year. You so Thank yeah. you so much. I really appreciate that. Thanks. Thank you so much. And so if someone wants to to know more, they'd go to the website? Yeah, so they can go to the website, takellemhere.com, or they can uh, reach out to us on uh, social media. Our account on Instagram is takellemhere, at takellemhere. Um, we're happy to, you know, um, answer any questions to, uh, to get uh, anyone's thoughts and um, any, anything. It doesn't have to be, you know, for services. We'd love to hear from the community and we'd, we'd love to always have this open conversation. And, um, you know, uh, the more people are, um, are, are having this open conversation, uh, the better it is for uh, the future and for the rest of the community. So definitely would love to hear from everyone and um and please do reach out to us it's um the first step is the hardest uh but once you overcome that first step it becomes an easier journey after that amazing thank you so much thank you for telling us about that. thank you thank you Anne maria and again i i appreciate you uh reaching out and taking the time to uh to talk to us and um um thank you so much for having me That's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the Live Healthy Podcast.